Welcome to another episode of the Post Trash Podcast. Um, this week we're going to be exploring the idea of heavy music and all the different ways that music can be heavy without necessarily being like aggressive. It's the heavy up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're not playing any metal and... We're really not playing any hardcore, though there's one band that sort of toes the line. But when you hear the song, you're not going to think of it as hardcore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of different kinds of heavy music out there. And uh, something doesn't even necessarily need to be loud to be heavy. True. That's some of my favorite heavy stuff is stuff that isn't like wall-to-wall just sound. It's like aggressive in a subtler way or or like atmospherically heavy and not aggressive at all sure yeah or just heavy emotionally mm-hmm. yeah um before we get into all that i sh- just want to mention that our lovely uh intro song by disco doom um the band disco doom are about to go on tour with built to spill starting this week, actually, uh, well, depending on when this airs, but it'll yeah. it'll have started, <laughs> and it's going on until the end of May. So if you're in Europe and you're going to see Disco Doom, make sure. I'm sorry, going to see Built to Spill. Make sure you get there in time for Disco Doom, the world's greatest band. Yep. 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 And uh, they just play that intro on loop actually for 45 <laughs> minutes. It's fantastic. I think the chances of them playing that song at the show are pretty damn slim. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what they play, it'll be great regardless. Hell yeah. They, they've only got good ones. Um, and we look forward to the day that they're back in the U.S. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has been way too long. Were they, did they take a break from playing? When they were doing the JNL Defer stuff, or was Disco Doom still active too? I mean, they were both active, but they like tend to focus on one at a time. Gotcha. Like there'll be sporadic like Disco Doom shows happening during like JNL Defer, like active yeah part. But uh, you know, they're not gonna like come play shows in the U.S. when they're promoting like their other band's sure. record. Yeah, yeah. But soon enough. Yeah. There will be new Disco Doom music, and I personally can't wait. Hell yeah. It's keeping me going. Um, You want to get us a little heavy here? Yeah, let, let's get right into it with one of my favorite bands of all time. This is a brand new song by Kaven. Um, as you know, probably if you're a fan of Kaven or the heavy music world that um Caleb Schofield their bassist passed away last year and um like right as he passed away they were in the process of demoing a new record which was their first one in i don't know like 6 or 7 years damn and um because they had like demoed it with him playing on it they decided to just use those demo sessions and like mix and master it into their record rather than re-record it without him. Right. 
Um, so yeah, this is one of the songs. It's the first single from it. It's called All Illusion. think that Caven in particular are a really interesting band to talk about like heavy music with because like their heaviness 
is like it's always apparent but it's like taken so many like shapes and forms over the years yeah like in that song it's like essentially at its core like a pop song but like you know with Caleb in particular that bass line is heavy as shit yeah the bass is kind of the only thing that's like heavy going on the drums are doing that like marching kind of like 16th note thing half the time Mm mm-hmm and the guitars are just like total atmosphere. But it's, the bass it's cool. is like, yeah. Yeah, the it's bass like is menacingly heavy. Yeah, definitely. I love the little ascending thing. Like at the very, the, the bass starts doing that cool thing at the very end. Yeah. It's sick. It's really cool. Um, and they're like, this album they said was sort of like they were trying to go back to uh, their, out, their record Jupiter, which was sort of like a game changer for them in that. Uh, just to fill you in, because Nick alerted me that he has not listened to Cave-In before. It's true. Uh, the band basically started as a metalcore band. Okay. Like, just really heavy, like, crazy, like, guttural, like, screaming vocals and, uh, like, crazy chord changes and just, like, nuts. Wild. Um, And then they, like, sort of switched to being, like, a space rock band, so to speak. Um, you know, like post-hardcore space rock sort of thing, like Hum and Failure. Yeah, um, I definitely get some of that. And that like, that change basically ha- happened for the most part with their record Jupiter. And then they did that for like a couple records, and then they even put out like a major label album that was still in that vein, but um, it, it like, cleaned it up even more so sure and they like toured with foo fighters and shit (laughs) which is hilarious but that record's still cool and then following that they like went back into the indie world and put out uh two more albums with hydrahead that sort of like bridged the gap between like like those two worlds of like crazy heavy like metalcore and like kind of alternative pop stuff yeah and I think the like thread that really runs through it all with them is like there's always a progressive element to it, you know, like it's like intelligent music, you know, they're not just sure, you know. They they keep it interesting regardless of what they're doing. And I guess with this record, uh they were trying to do something more spacey and atmospheric again. And um yeah, and that single seems like they did a good job of getting back there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm into it. It's hard to say like what the future really holds for them, seeing as one of their core members passed away. But and this album is called uh, Final Transmission. But it also, you know, like I haven't read explicitly anywhere that like this is the end. Like, they've been playing shows basically in Caleb's memory since he passed away um, with, like, Nate Newton from Converge playing bass. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see what the future holds. But either way, it's great to have one more record from them, at least one more. And, uh, you know, I guess there's a new Old Man Gloom record coming if you like really heavy, incredible bands, uh, he also played in that. Caleb did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
Yeah, I know that they were working on an album too, so there's no details on that yet. But I do believe it's coming, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, he also had his own like solo project called. I don't. I don't actually know where you accent this word, but I've always pronounced it in my head as Zozobra. Okay. It's like Z O Z O B R A. It could be Zozorba. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Whatever. However you pronounce it, they're like an incredible band where he's like the one driving like creative force behind it, and it's so heavy and like the riffs are so heavy and it's so sick. But like, it's also cool to see that he can like achieve that heaviness in like a song like All Illusion where. You know, it's not particularly heavy, but like that in tone, it yeah, still is. He can hold it down on his own. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. You know, rest in peace to a great musician and go buy a copy of that record. I believe the proceeds go to benefit his family, which that's, is cool. That's good. Yeah. What? So, those, so that's what they turn the demos into. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds pretty damn good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess that song, like Stephen Brodsky, who's the singer, had written like different lyrics, but Caleb had written those lyrics for that song. Gotcha. And he ended up using Caleb's, you know, dude to, yeah. you know, had a respect. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. You know, it's, it's a nice way to honor his memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's play another song. Uh, this one... I've been like obsessed with for like the past two weeks. Yeah. I keep listening to it like over and over again. And I like, I'm almost expecting to start disliking it. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet. You're just yet. asking for it. Yeah. It's uh, a trio from Montreal called Big Brave. And I, uh, I took way too long to get into them. This is their fourth album. Came out this past week. It's called the album is called A Gaze Among Them. And they're on Southern Lord, which is like a metal label. Yeah. Um and they tour with heavy bands. They've toured with Daughters. They're touring with um like Primitive Man, who are like straight up like crusty ass doom metal. Yeah. Um but their music, while heavy is like beautiful and there's I I won't say too much we'll play it and then come back and talk about it this is one of the singles from the record it's called the song is called holding pattern Oh, 
Whoa. <laughs> right? Yeah, I imagine that would be incredible live, too. Yeah, me too. They're playing here pretty soon, but I'm like very nervous about going because I feel like with a band like them that's with their sound, they need to play somewhere that's going to sound real good or it's going to be real detrimental to the set. Where are they playing? The Kingsland. The fuck is that? <laughs> it's like literally across the street from my old apartment. Oh, the place. Yeah, it's now called the Kingsland. Yeah. Which makes me real nervous about seeing if, them there. If they're good at making themselves sound good, it could be cool. Just because it's like a relatively, it's it's not like it's, a Bowery Ballroom size place or something crazy, you know? Like Right, but it doesn't have like a Bowery Ballroom type no, system def- either. definitely not. They would, yeah, it depends on what their rig is like, probably. I've got to imagine that they're good at like adapting. Yeah. I mean, they've toured with so many like awesome bands. Like they've toured with Low and like Ephraim Manuel Manuk, like from Godspeed Black Emperor and uh, Silver Mount Zion. Yeah. I don't know. They tour a lot, but. It just seems weird that they're playing at yeah, the Yeah, why Kings are they Lands. playing there? Who wants the show? I don't know. They've started doing like more metal shows there. Yeah, I and noticed I guess that. Because Big Brave is on Southern Lord and they're like part of that metal world yeah, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I do want to go. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so that song just like blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like a giant drone. But there's, like, chords in there. They're just, like, in the form of, like, feedback. Oh, yeah. But harmonically, I don't know if it changes. Like, I think it's the same. I'll have to listen again. I think it's the same chord the whole time. There's different There's different stuff pokes its head in and out, but I think it's a, a But then there's pedal. that, like, riff that, like, starts, like, coming when the drums... When the when, like yeah. for the longest time, he's only hitting like the floor tom, and then he, the, the snare there's the snare in. cracks, yep. and then like the guitar distortion, um, comes in. I gotta I gotta listen again. But yeah, that song, you know, like they consider like the like tags, so to, for lack of a better way to describe a band yeah the like tags on their band camp are like experimental metal but like they're a very pretty band yeah i i I, if i didn't know they were associated with metal things i i would not stamp them with a metal tag personally definitely not that's just one song too but But it's just like atmospherically like super heavy yeah totally and they're very good at like like at the end, there's those really cool synced, just like floor tom hits and like huge distorted chords and like the opposite ears. Yeah, and just yeah. like syncing those up, it's just it has like a huge amount of weight. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're very good at at giving that uh, effect. I love the vocalist's voice too. Yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. It reminds me a lot of Scout Niblet. Okay, who I was always obsessed with. Yeah. Um, it just has that same. Their, like, music has, like, a similar vibe and, like, you feel like you're, like, out in the desert with, like, you can't see shit, like, as far as the eye can see in any direction. Yeah. It just sort of has that, like, sort of atmosphere to me. Apocalyptic. uh... Yeah. I really love it. Um, And it's just cool because, like, she's not screaming, like, 
ever. Oh yeah. She's not like yelling like it's it's just pretty but it's like heavy. Yeah. Just feeds into the feeds into the whole song. It's very it's very textural, not like uh, necessarily even attention grabbing, you know. Yeah. Some of some of the lyrics, like on other songs, like I'm not entirely sure what is being sung in all of them. Yeah. But like some of them, where I can like pick out like actual lyrics, it's like it's pretty great. Yeah. It seems like like they actually, you know, it's not just texture, but. Oh yeah, yeah. There, I didn't mean um, to to diminish. Just, no, I didn't. Uh, mean, yeah, yeah. I wasn't implying you were saying that. I'm just saying that like some of the songs do seem to have like a real like um like emotional heft to the lyrics sure. too. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, so that band, I just I really love their new record. Again, it's called A Gaze Among Them. It just came out on Southern Lord. And they are on tour with Primitive Man. But I know the date here isn't with Primitive Man. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it's with, but I will try to be there. It's on the same night as another really amazing show that I can't get into because it's a secret band that make the show so amazing, and I don't want to say who it is. Um. But yeah, so we'll see. I don't know where I'll be that night, but I'll be at one of those two shows. <laughs> um, we'll just keep it moving with a song that's a totally different version of Heavy. Um, the next song is from Eurochromes, who have both um, like local origins in Western Mass and in Brooklyn. Um, they basically started off as a hardcore band, a duo, like with a drum machine, uh, just putting out kind of like the weirdest end of the hardcore spectrum. Okay. Um, and then they've been like over the years, they've been like, you know, skidding more over towards (laughs) like post-punk. Sure. But with still keeping like elements of hardcore and, um... They still have their drum machine, but sometimes they play with a real drummer. I don't know. It's it's a grab bag, but it's always a, a great thing. And uh, they're finally putting out their first full-length album. Uh, the record is called Trope House, and it's out later this month on Wharfcat Records. Um, and this is one of the singles from the record. It's called Milieu.
Eurochromes, baby. Yeah. I love that they uh, have a drum machine and they still decide to make the cymbals uh, as loud as they could be. (laughs) (laughs) You know, part of the aesthetic. No, it's cool. It actually works really well. I kind of, yeah, I forgot it was a drum machine for the first like 10 seconds. It is possible that there's um, a live drummer on the record, but I don't think there is. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a drum machine. Yeah. For that song, at least. It's cool. The singles they've released have all been very different. Um, That one is basically the most, like, familiar of their sound, like, to people who are familiar with it. yeah. Um, But it's fun, because it's, like, it's heavy, and it's, like, kind of abrasive, but in a fun way. Yeah. Um, And it's short enough that it, uh, you know, if it's too abrasive, it's over. Yeah, and... You know, it's like they're just having a good time and, like, they clearly don't take themselves all too seriously. Yeah. And you can pick that out in their song, but it also, like, doesn't come across as being, like, goofy or, you know, sure, not, no. like, overtly so. No, just, uh, yeah, lighthearted or uh, not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. Um, they're a real fun band to see live. Uh, their release show is coming up at The Glove. Oh, yeah. And, um, they're playing with Shimmer. I don't know them. Oh. Maybe I do. Shimmer are amazing. They're, it's, um, Annie and Nina from Palberta. Respectively, sing and play drums. Okay. And Simon from Tradichibaki plays bass, and um, Paco from The Cradle plays guitar. So it's like a ridiculous super group. Yeah, that's cool. And they make like, like almost like Melvin's influenced music. Oh, weird. Okay. Which is amazing. I'm down with that. It's like dirty and heavy and like. Yeah, when they released their record, it like just blew me away because it's like Brooklyn does not have enough bands that sound like that. Yeah. If any bands that sound like that. It's funny that that's what they all go for because they all just play in like weirdo, total experimental uh, yeah, out it, there stuff. It's definitely out there. Yeah. But, you know, so are the Melvins. Sure. And I don't even know that they take any inspiration from the Melvins, but it's just like it's in that vein. Yeah. And to me, that makes me so excited. Yeah, yeah. Because there's just not enough bands that you can say are in that vein. Yeah. But yeah, Shimmer are amazing. And you never know, like, when they'll be around because it's very much a side project. Right. But I'm pretty sure they just... put out like or are about to put out a new record because they had an event where they did like a screening of like a short film where it was basically like they made videos for every track from like a second album that has not been released yet Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i really wanted to go to it but i was out of town it was just this past week i believe yeah um so, yeah, it seems as though that should be coming to the world sometime soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they're playing the release show with Eurochromes, which I now also realize is that same show that also has a very oh, is it? <laughs> awesome secret band. That's funny. And, 
you know, if you if you really think about who that band could be, you'll figure it out. But you know, don't spoil surprises because it's not fun for anyone. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be an amazing show. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. I hope to maybe be there, maybe see Big Brave. Only time will tell. Or maybe I'll just get so stressed out and choosing I'll go to neither. Just neither. Just stay home. But I don't think I'll do that in this this time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I figured this is a great time to keep going. Um, speaking of Shimmer and sort of having like a Melvin Z vibe, because the next band I want to play, are it's another band from Montreal who I was just introduced to last week called Lung Butter. And it's funny because like after we were talking about... Um, like recommended a few likes yeah. in PR pitches. This one like caught me. Like the reason I opened it uh, was the recommended if you like was the Melvins, Flipper, uh, and Magic Markers. Yeah. Which is like a very specific thing. Like if you put those three bands, because it's like, those aren't even like cop, you know, like Flipper and Magic Markers yeah. is like you better you better know what you're talking about if you're gonna use those specific bands. Right. And I listened to it and I'm happy to say I can definitely see <laughs> where they got all three of those from. The great success. And yeah. And the album is really cool. It's called the record is called Honey and it's coming out on Constellation Records which ties back in again with Ephraim Manuel Manuk, uh, as I, I don't know if he owns that label, but he's definitely one of the founders of it. Yeah. Or at least I've always believed in my head. Maybe that's not true at all, but I think he is, and they've released tons of his music. Um, but yeah, they've always, you always know with like a Constellation Records release that you're at least getting something that's like real forward thinking. Sure. You may not like it, but, like, it's going to be interesting yeah. in, like, a heady sort of way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, Lung Butter are putting out their record. And uh, this is the second single from the album. It's called Intrinsic.
That's a slow burn. Yeah. It's fun though. Yeah. And and not in, not in the same way as Eurochromes, <laughs> but like yeah, I don't know. There's lots of gnarly feedback stuff going on and um you know, it's it's fairly atonal in yeah. in its melody. It's pretty it's pretty simple. Like there isn't a lot going on uh I don't know, instrumentally. Yeah, it's and like the drums dirty are just kinda like minimal. Yeah, it's cool. I really I really like when things are things can give the perception of heaviness without drums having to be wailing on cymbals and shit. Yeah. All of these bands are pretty good at that. I mean they really nailed that recommended if you like. Yeah. Yeah, it's solid. Um but yeah, the whole record's really cool. Um it's definitely one of those albums that I recommend listening to in full as the singles don't quite paint the picture in the same way that like the record does as a whole. Sure. But yeah, I'm I'm really happy to have discovered them. I didn't know about them until literally last week. Yeah. Um Sometimes I guess they lucky. released an EP like 5 years ago. I'm not sure what was happening in all that time in between, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I don't know. They're cool. I know very little about them, but I'm super into it. And speaking of knowing little about things, <laughs> I should uh, correct that Ephraim Manuel Manuk does not own Constellation Records. He's just released all his music on it. Cool. Now we know. Yeah. It's funny how, like, well, I'm just wrong, but <laughs> yeah. but that like I've believed that for so long, and I don't know where I got that idea. Yeah, you just picked it up once and then didn't question it. Yeah, and yep. I guess it doesn't come up all that often that somebody was like, "No, no." Yeah, it's not th- it's not that important that you know that. So sometimes you just pick up knowledge, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I mean, he's definitely heavily associated with the label, um, but I don't know why I thought it was like his label. But either way, very cool record label that does lots of interesting stuff. And Lung Butter is one of those interesting bands. Hell yeah. So um, next up we're going to play a song that, you know, when we were coming up with the theme of this episode, it's really a stretch to call this one heavy. Yeah. But it's cool. And I like it, and I wanted to play it anyway. And, yeah, I guess we can make a little argument after listening on why you could consider it heavy, maybe. Sure. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, only one way to find out. But it's uh, another band from Canada. This band's actually from Toronto. They're called Delilah. And uh, they just put out a new EP called Oath of Intent on Telephone Explosion, which is another cool Canadian label that does mostly like punk and post-punk stuff. And they do a lot of like older, like kind of obscure punk reissue stuff too. Yeah. Um, I think only Canadian artists as far as I know. But yeah, uh, Delilah are yeah they're an interesting band and this is one of the singles from their new ep it's called rabbit now it takes 
noisy yeah uh, it's kind of pounding too you know I, it's yeah it's a, it's a different it's a different vibe than maybe some of the other things we've played but but it sure is sweet yeah i like it the record's really cool it reminds me of like like a noisier version of ought before sure. like ought started chasing pop music yeah they're like first ep and maybe two eps the first it? record yeah yeah, there was some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. It definitely shares like a lot of overlap with that 
with that first art record. Yeah, little Canadian sound. In a very cool way. Um, and so we want to wrap this episode up with something very special uh, that we were debating on if we should play or not. And I got a sort of permission to play it from a publicist that works for the band's record label. You're just, um, you're just throwing them under the bus right now. No, no. My <laughs> point my point is if you own the rights to this song and you are not okay with us playing it and that information was incorrect, you know, just reach out. Um, you can find me very easily on the internet. And, you know, in the case that you're totally cool with it, sweet. Because when it comes to making heavy music that is interesting in so many ways and on so many different levels and just possibly one of the best to ever do it. Um, This is a song from Harvey Milk, who were around in the 90s and then they got back together uh, last decade uh, for like three more albums that like came basically after they had broken up that are like among their best work. Uh, this record in particular that we're playing a song from, uh, the album is called Life, The Best Game in Town. Uh, it was their first like comeback record basically after having been broken up and in my opinion is one of the best records ever made. Um, I guess you could call it metal and it's definitely heavier than anything we've played this episode, but at the same time, like it's very much their own thing. And, um, they're just such an incredible band that you can really dig into their catalog and there's so much going on, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I could go on and on. (laughs) And this is the first song from that record, which is out on Hydra Head. I don't know if you can find a physical copy anymore, but if you can, you should definitely pick one up. And otherwise, just listen on the internet all day, every day. Um, This is the opening track. It's called Death Goes to the Winner.
Nothing, nothing.